بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته سورة الحجر and سورة النهل Surah Al-Hijr contains a pivotal verse to understanding the preservation of the Qur'an. In verse 9, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ Indeed, it is we who sent down the Qur'an, and indeed we will be its guardian. The Qur'an is the final scripture, the final revelation, and the living miracle which must be accessible to all people of all times. So the responsibility of its protection and preservation has been taken by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. With previous scriptures, its preservation was left to the religious order of that time. And any time they corrupted the message, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a new prophet to revive and clarify the message. But there is no new prophet to come, there is no new revelation to come after the Qur'an and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the responsibility for its protection and preservation is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Allah has protected the actual words of the Qur'an. Allah has protected the meanings of those words through the practical implementation of the Qur'an, which is the sunnah, and through the protection of the interpretation of those words through the companions of the Prophet The early books of tafsir contain the explanation of the Qur'an from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, those who witnessed the revelation of these verses and were best placed to understand its context and meaning. Allah even protected the actual mode of recitation of the Qur'an through the science of Tajweed and protected the actual script itself. It's a comprehensive protection of the Qur'an and its meaning. Now through oral and written transmission through the various stages of history, the Qur'an has been protected and preserved and it is etched on the hearts of millions of huffaz, millions of reciters of Qur'an across the world from different cultures, different languages, different backgrounds have memorized the entire Qur'an from cover to cover. In fact, if all the books of the world were to be gathered together, hard copies and digital copies and destroyed, the only book that could be reproduced Literally within hours is the Qur'an, subhanAllah. Now this theme of Allah's protection is continued throughout the surah. In verse 19, Allah subhanahu ta'ala, uh, in verse 16, Allah subhanahu ta'ala describes his protection of the heavens. وَلَقَدْ جَعَلْنَا فِي السَّمَاءِ بُرُوجًا وَزَيَّنَّاهَا لِلنَّاظِرِينَ and we have placed within the heavens great stars and have beautified it for the observers. And we have protected it from every devil expelled. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects the heavens with shooting stars that chase down the devils. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then spoke about protecting the earth. In verse 19, And the earth we have spread it and cast therein firmly set mountains and caused to grow therein of every well-balanced thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevents the earth from shaking with us continuously by pinning it down with huge mountains that act as stakes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to speak about protecting our rizq, our provision, 
and protecting the provision of all other living beings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in verse 42 speaks about protecting us from the plots of the shaytan. Verse 42, Indeed my servants, no authority will you have over them except those who follow you of the deviators. The theme of protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is contrasted against the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala faced by previous nations who rejected the message. In particular, there is interesting imagery described of the punishment of Lot and Thamud. In verse 72, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the people uh, of Lut. So the shriek seized them at sunrise. And then in verse 83, But the shriek seized them at early morning, speaking about the people of Thamud. Both the people of Lut and the people of Thamud were destroyed at the early morning sunrise time. Why is that time significant? Because that's a time that people associate with safety, the end of night, the beginning of a new day, time to go out and to get your provision, a time of positivity. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes it as the time where He subhanahu wa ta'ala seized them with a punishment when they were least expecting it. Later on in the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to the Prophet and reminds him of the great favors and bounties which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him and the Muslim ummah by extension. And we have certainly given you the seven oft-repeated verses and the great Qur'an. The seven oft-repeated verses is of course Surah Al-Fatiha and the great Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned the Prophet not to be dazzled by what he gave to other nations from material things and to be proud of his religion. Do not extend your eyes towards that by which we have given enjoyment to certain categories of the disbelievers and do not grieve over them and lower your wing to the believers. SubhanAllah in this verse is a command for the Prophet and the Ummah to be proud of their religion and not to be dazzled by what is given to other people. But in case that pride leads to some kind of harshness or robust behavior towards other fellow believers, particularly those who we might consider to be lower in terms of knowledge and practice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded us to lower the wing of humility towards our fellow brothers and sisters. The surah ends with a strong conclusion and reassurance to the Prophet This Some of these verses were revealed at the time when the da'wah, the message and the call to Islam first became public. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reassures the Prophet ﷺ that he knows that what they say cause him some distress in his heart. And we already know that your breast is constrained by what they say. And what is the response? So exalt Allah with praises of your Lord and be of those who prostrate and worship your Lord until there comes to you the reality. Al-Yaqeen. And what is Al-Yaqeen? The only certainty which exists in life.
it is of course death. Hada wa sallallahu nabiyya Muhammad. Surah Al-Nahl. The surah starts with a very striking beginning. Ata amrullahi fala tasta'jiluh. Subhanahu wa ta'ala amma yushrikun. The command of Allah is coming, so be not impatient for it. Exalted is he high above all that they associate with him. Ata amrullah, the command of Allah, actually in the Arabic language is given as a past tense. This is speaking about the Day of Judgment and how the disbelievers used to goad the Prophet ﷺ, challenge the Prophet ﷺ to bring the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when will be this Day of Judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it in the past tense. Ata amrullah. The command of Allah has already come. Even though it means it's coming, it's something in the future. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the Day of Judgment in the past tense because it's something so certain, something so definite to happen that it is as if it has already happened. And of course, the past, the present, the future are all the same in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah Al-Nahl is also known as the Surah of Ni'mah, Blessings. It is a surah in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enumerates so many of his blessings which he gave to human beings. The pivotal verse can be found in verse 17 where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَغَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ And if you should count the favours of Allah, you, should not, you could not enumerate them. Indeed, Allah is forgiving and merciful. In this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recounts so many of the numerous blessings He has given us. In verse 2, He speaks about the blessing of revelation. In verse 3, the creation of the heavens and the earth. In verse 4, the creation of man. In verse 5 to 8, the blessing of food, cattle and mobility. In verse 10, the blessing of water. In verse 11, the blessing of crops, fruit and vegetation. In verse 12, subjugating the world to humankind. In verse 13, beautification of the earth. In verse 14, subjugation of the seas. In verse 15, creation of the mountains. In verse 16, stars as guides for navigation and prayer. Verse 66, the milk that we gain from cattle. Verse 78, the, be- uh, the, uh, the blessing of knowledge, hearing, sight. Verse 79, birds. Verse 72, the stability of family life. The surah is full of descriptions of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want us to recognize these blessings? So that we are grateful to him. So that we recognize what he has given us. In verse 53, وَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ إِذَا مَسَّكُمُ الدُّرُّ فَإِلَيْهِ تَجْأَرُونَ and whatever you have of favors and blessings, it is from Allah. Then when adversity touches you, to him you cry for help. Then when he removes the adversity from you, at once a party of you associate others with their Lord. So they will deny what he has given them. Then enjoy yourselves, for you are going to know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala compares the importance of recognizing the blessings He has given you and being grateful to Him with those who use Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings in ingratitude, those who use the very blessings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given Him, given them to associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
The surah ends with the role model of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recognizing the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In verse 120 and 121, إِنَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ كَانَ أُمَّةً قَانِتًا لِلَّهِ حَنِيفًا وَلَمْ يَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Indeed, Ibrahim was a leader, devoutly obedient to Allah, inclining towards truth, and he was not of those who associate others with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. شَاكِرًا لِعَنْ أُمِهِ اجْتَبَاهُ وَهَدَاهُ إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ He was grateful for his favours. Allah chose him and guided him to the straight path. Part of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not only the feeling of thankfulness which comes from the heart, but is the acts of obedience, worshipping him alone and obeying him is the primary means through which you show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessings he has given you. هذا وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته